No matter how much we know or think we know about God and His Word, there is always more. Today on Always More, Rebecca Keener discusses how the Holy Spirit is relevant to our everyday lives. He is the one who is our comforter in times of need and gives us the power to live a victorious life. Now, here's Rebecca. Well, hello, friends. It's so good to be with you today. Thank you for tuning in to Always More TV. I'm Rebecca Keener. We've been studying on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I hope you've been able to join us and be a part of it. We're going to just camp out here for the next few weeks and break each gift down one by one. And I know that it's going to be a blessing to you. And it's been a blessing to me. And who doesn't like gifts, you know? And uh, we just need to be reminded that the Holy Spirit has the greatest gifts on earth. It's not a gift that comes from a store. It's the Holy Spirit of the living God who gives us gifts. And they're necessary gifts that we must have in our, in our walk with the Lord, in our Christian life, especially in the day we're living in. So go get your Bible and open it up to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We're going to dive in. And we're also going to look at some other scriptural examples that will just encourage you and strengthen you in your faith. If you need strength today, you're at the right place. Let's have a word of prayer and we'll get right into it. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, bless every person watching. I pray that you would fill them with the power of the Holy Spirit today. And Father, today as we look at the gift of the word of knowledge, I pray, Father, that you would quicken to our spirit everything we need to know about the word of knowledge and that we would operate in it, we would flow in it, we would use it, Lord, to build your kingdom here on this earth. In your name we pray, amen, amen. Wow, you sound great today. And last week we talked about the diversities of gifts. We read out of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and if you want to turn there, we'll just take a little refresher and look at those. Paul was teaching to the Corinthians the diversities of gifts, and there are nine gifts that he lists, lists here. And diversities, as we talked about last week, means variety, the varieties of gifts. But all of these gifts come from the same Father. And, and the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are one Lord, one God, and we serve one faith, and we have one baptism. Amen. So we're looking at uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, Verse uh, 7, we'll start there. But the manifestation of the Holy Spirit is given to every man to profit all, to profit all of us. That's why the Holy Spirit was uh, sent to this earth. After the ascension of Jesus Christ, he says, I, I'm going. It's expedient that I go so that I can send the Holy Spirit. And then it goes on to say, for to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom. And we talked about the word of wisdom last week. That was a great lesson talking about how we, the word of wisdom is the application of God's word. It is the how to do something that God gives us. And uh, we prayed with each of you, if you need that word of wisdom, that God is going to manifest that in a powerful way to you. And then it goes on to say, uh, the, the word of knowledge, the same spirit. And so we're going to talk about the gift of the word of knowledge today. And then it goes on to say in verse 9, to another faith by the same spirit, to another the gifts of healing, with the same spirit, to another the working of miracles, 
to another prophecy, to another the discerning of spirits. Now, what's that? Some of you are asking. Well, you'll just have to tune in in a couple of weeks. We're going to talk about discerning of spirits. And then it goes on to say, and to another in the King James, diverse kinds of tongues. And then it talks about the interpretation of tongues. And then it says, but all these that worketh that one and the same spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. So Paul talked about all nine gifts of the Holy Spirit and how they were necessary for the maturing of the body, the maturing of the church. And we need to see those gifts in operation in our church today. You know what? Even still, we need to see those gifts in operation in our home today. I was saying to my sons on the way to church yesterday, and we had a rare opportunity to have all three sons together with us in the car on the way to church because our oldest son is married and moved away, but he happened to be home with us. He's taking a position as a children's pastor at a church in North Georgia, and so we were all headed to that church together. And I said, guys, I said, I, I really have been convicted by the Holy Spirit that, you know, at Christmas time, I, I have always focused as they're little. Of course, you moms will identify with this or any parent. You, you want to go out to, you know, all the stores and find. Back then, we had Toys R Us, and we go to Toys R Us and get the gifts that they wanted. And I said, you know, all your life, I, I have wanted to get those gifts for you, uh, birthdays and Christmas and things like that, you know, where we, where we uh, delight you. But I feel that I have failed you in the area of telling you about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, which are the greatest gifts on earth. And so those are those nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. And Paul said he operated on their examples all throughout the epistles where he operated in all nine gifts. And he desires for us to know them so that we can, 2,000 years later, operate in all nine gifts. And so that's very important for us to know and to teach our children that uh, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are available to you. You don't have to struggle. If you're a young person listening to me today, you don't have to struggle in life because the gifts of the Spirit are available to you. We may go through struggles but it doesn't have to be a struggle because that empowerment of the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit are made readily available to you and to me. Now, there are divisions of gifts, and we talked about those last week. There are the revelation gifts, which is the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, and discerning of spirits. There is inspiration gifts, which uh, there are inspiration gifts, which includes tongues, interpretations, interpretation of tongues and prophecy. And then there are power gifts, which include the gift of faith, the gift of healings and the gift of miracles. And who doesn't love miracles and seeing miracles? And you know what? All of that comes through the same spirit the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God. And, and so we're just going to dive into each of these this week and see what the Lord will reveal in each of our hearts. Now, uh, talking about the gift of knowledge, let's look back again at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 8. And um, that's where it says, and I'm sorry, I lost my place here, so I'll get back over there really quickly. 
verse 8 says, to one is given in and through the Holy Spirit the power to speak a message of wisdom and to another the power to express a word of knowledge and understanding according to the same Holy Spirit. Now that's the amplified version. I study out of a side-by-side King James amplified version, which I love so much as most of you know who've been following the program. But uh, it talks about there in verse 8 is where we're introduced to the gift of the word of knowledge. The gift of the word of knowledge. Well, what is knowledge? We have to know what knowledge is. And that, of course, the definition is facts, information, skills acquired by a person through experience or education. So we can have that mental knowledge, we can have that worldly knowledge, but we need to have the knowledge of the Holy Spirit because he sees things in the spirit realm. He knows things in the spirit realm which may be visible. First Corinthians says, Paul says, we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen because the things that are seen are temporal, but the things that are unseen are eternal. So we look to the Holy Spirit to give us that spiritual vision, that spiritual insight to see things that we cannot see. We look to the Holy Spirit to show us things within the Word of God that we cannot discern on our own because the Holy Spirit is our teacher and He will teach us the Word of God. Now, a spiritual definition of the Word of Knowledge is that it is a supernatural revelation of divine knowledge or insight in the divine mind. That means the mind of God. It is his will or plan to know things that could not be known of oneself. So there are times in our lives where we, we need that special insight, that supernatural insight, that extraordinary knowledge of a situation that we're facing uh, we need maybe a, a divine strategy, an idea. We need strategies for our finances. We need strategies for our health. We need strategies for our, our marriage. We need strategies to raise our children for Christ. We need strategies on the job, strategies in our ministries. And the way the Lord oftentimes will download that to us is through that gift of the word of knowledge. Now, as we're talking today, I want to give you a little homework at the, at the beginning of our program. I want you to be, to be thinking about times when the Holy Spirit has given you the gift of the word of knowledge in your life. Because sometimes the gifts are in operation in our life and the Holy Spirit is at work, but we don't, we don't see. We don't really recognize it. And and so uh, it, it takes someone coming along and encouraging you in that area to consider, to think about, to uh, ask God to show you areas, maybe important junctures in your life, in your journey throughout life and with God, where God intervened, the Holy Spirit intervened, and he brought that word of knowledge that helped you to make a decision, to help you make a godly decision, to help you move forward in your path, in your walk for Him. And those of you also who are facing situations today and you need a special word of knowledge, 
You know, we find that word of knowledge in the word of God. Everything we need is in the word of God. But he oftentimes will use a pastor, a teacher, a mentor, a spiritual parent, a, 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 um, a, a earthly parent. He may use uh, maybe an older person in your life, but he will bring that word of knowledge. So, but we must have anointed spiritual ears to hear. Now, I want to talk a little bit about knowledge in the Bible because we have to know kind of what knowledge is before we can receive the gift of knowledge and know how to use it. But um, we know through in, throughout the Word, it talks about God being a God of knowledge. 1 Samuel 2 and 3 says, Boast no more so proudly. Do not let arrogance come out of your mouth. For the Lord, the Lord is a God of knowledge and with him actions are weighed so we see that god we don't serve you know when paul addressed these gifts when he began to introduce these gifts in first corinthians chapter 12 to the corinthians he said don't be led astray by dumb idols that's the words he used in other words speechless idols or things in life that you know really are just like sand they just go through your hands and they they don't last and I, I think about my life and how I've spent a lot of time on things that really you know they don't matter and but when we when we focus on Christ and doing his will for our life it's everlasting so we go to God and we ask him you give me the knowledge I need for my life. You are the God of knowledge. You are the source of my knowledge. Not Google, not the internet, not social media, not Instagram, amen. Those things are nice and they can be encouraging and inspirational. And um, we're living in a time where knowledge has increased. The Bible says that about the end of times that knowledge would increase and if ever there was a time in all of history we can know what someone is eating in japan right now in america because of the internet but that's not the kind of knowledge we're talking about we're talking about the knowledge that comes from god hosea 4 and 6 now you know this verse it says my people perish we perish for lack of knowledge now, what kind of knowledge is the word talking about there? They're talking about, the writer is talking about Hosea, the knowledge that comes from God. Amen. Some of you need that knowledge today. Luke 11 and 17 says, Jesus even knew the people's thoughts. And uh, the verse says this, And knowing their thoughts, Jesus said to them, Any kingdom divided against itself is laid waste, and any city or house divided against itself will not stand. And so he was t teaching the people, he was talking to the people, and the Bible says there in Luke eleven seventeen, Jesus knew their thoughts. And you know, sometimes the Holy Spirit can help us to discern and know in a certain situation what people are thinking and how they're going to move forward he can give us some some a download of information of you know what's going to happen even in the future which is prophetic prophecy but he gives us that supernatural knowledge and insight to the people that we're ministering to and isn't that beautiful then we learn how to flow in the holy spirit 
and we learn how to rely on him to lead us to effectively minister to those around us. And then Philippians 3 and 8 says, More than that, I count all things to be a loss in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ. Amen. Everything in life is a loss other than our pursuit of knowing Christ. And to know Christ is to know the Holy Spirit. And to know the Holy Spirit means that we know, we learn, we understand His gifts. And I just want to encourage you today, you know, maybe you've been walking with the Lord a long time and you you don't really, you've never studied the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Maybe you've been taught, you know, don't, don't even go there. Don't study about the Holy Spirit. Don't think about the Holy Spirit. You know, there are some people, cessationists, who don't even believe that the gifts are in operation today, that they cease as the cessationists. But we know those of us who have experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit and received his gifts and seen them in operation know how necessary they are for effective ministry. And, you know, the, the, the devil would want the church to be impotent. That means with no power, powerless. He would like for the lights to go out in every church in America. But Jesus is the light of every church. And Jesus brings with him these wonderful gifts through the power of the Holy Spirit that he desires for us to flow in and to operate in, and especially the gift of knowledge. And then I wanted to read to you Proverbs 1 and 7. It says, it's knowledge is um, where, uh, where the fear of the Lord, excuse me, it says this, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. And some of you may be dealing with someone in your life who despises all wisdom, all instruction. They don't want to hear it. Don't talk to me about anything about God. You know, don't even go there. I don't need to know. I'm all good. You know, well, the Bible calls that person a fool. And some of you may be dealing with some fools in your family. And, you know, this verse is so strong here. It says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, that you can't even have knowledge unless you fear him. And what does that word fear mean? It means to reverence him, to hold him in awe and to say, God, I need you. I need you in my life. I want to hear from you. I need your wisdom. I need your knowledge. I need you to impart these gifts to me. That's where knowledge begins, is fearing him and honoring him. So maybe you're in a situation today where you've been backslidden or you're away from the Lord. You've been rebellious against the things of God. You don't want to even hear it. You're just like, don't talk to me about the things of God. That's the beginning of knowledge is to just fear him and stop right where you are and say, God, I invite you into my life. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me for running from you. Forgive me for rejecting you. Come into my life, Lord, and help me to be that wise and knowledgeable person you want me to be operating in your gifts. Amen. Amen. Now, um, <clears throat> it is the power of the Holy Spirit who brings us the knowledge to give us insight and enlightenment into situations we can't discern on our own. It is, it is the gift of knowledge that allows us to live that more abundant life. So if we're striving in and of ourselves 
to make more money, to get ahead, to pay bills. We need the gift of knowledge. And that gift of knowledge comes to bring that enlightenment, that, that divine strategy of how we can proceed and to live a successful life. And um, the gift of knowledge is a unique gift which works in conjunction with the other nine gifts. They all kind of work together, but they're all necessary just like the parts of the body of Christ. We're all kind of a different part of the body. The gifts are uh, kind of similar in that way that they all work together. They function together. Uh, I love a definition of knowledge says that knowledge will tell you a little black animal with a white stripe going down its back as a skunk. And um, knowledge will tell you that the skunk can excrete a pungent odor, but wisdom will tell you to get out of there before he hits you with it. Wisdom will tell you not to go up and try to pet that animal. Amen. And so there's a little difference there between knowledge and wisdom, but they work together. So we need that knowledge. We need the knowledge first and foremost of the word of God, because according to Romans 12 and 2, it's the word that transforms our life. Amen. And some of you, that's your testimony as it is mine as well. Uh, I was thinking about how... Um, uh, the, that difference between knowledge and wisdom. Uh, there's an anonymous quote that I found that says, knowledge is knowing what to say and wisdom is knowing when to say it. And so that knowledge, again, the source of that is, is God. And we see a great example of this in uh, John chapter 4. If you want to turn there in your Bible, we'll look at, an, at a situation where, where Jesus was going into Samaria, and you know this account, I'm sure those of you who have studied the word. Um, and and we, we see here that Jesus was led to go into Samaria. And uh, as he did, he came upon a, he, he was wearied, the Bible says, and uh, he made a stop at Jacob's well. And he was tired from his journey, verse 6 says, John 4 and 6. He sat down, he sat down to rest, and being wearied with his journey, he sat on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. There came a woman of Samaria to draw water, and Jesus said to her, give me a drink. And uh, his disciples were gone away to the city to buy meat, verse 8 says. Then it says, then the woman of Samaria said unto him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask for a drink of me? I'm a woman of Samaria, for the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. And Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God, who it is that says to you, Give me the drink, then you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. And then the woman said to him, Sir, Thou, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep from whence thou hast, uh, thou, where, where would you get the living water, she says. And then he, he, she says, are you greater than Jacob that, that gave us this well? And Jesus answered and said to her, whosoever drinks of this water shall never thirst again, but whosoever drinks of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. And then it goes on to say, um, Jesus said to her in verse 16, go call your husband and tell him to come. And the woman answered and says, I have no husband. And Jesus said to her, 
Yes, you've said, well, I have no husband, for thou hast had five husbands, and whom thou now hast not, who you live with now is not your husband. In that uh, he said, this is true. So we see here that, that um, Jesus addressed her with that, that gift of knowledge. He said, you know, you, you, no, you don't have one husband. You've had five husbands. And see, that was that gift of the word of knowledge in operation. And so Jesus demonstrated that all throughout his ministry, there were, there were times when Jesus would speak into someone's life and it would be divine. And because that gift of knowledge was in op operation, that word of knowledge, the people's eyes were open to see who he was and that he was Lord. And I know many of you can think of times when that gift of knowledge has been in operation in your life or someone maybe has spoken something in your life. I was thinking the other day, my parents had a prayer meeting. This has been some, maybe even 10 years ago in their home. And uh, my mother, I wasn't there. My mother had a picture of me and the minister who came, I believe he was from Alaska somewhere, not in our area. I had never met him. I didn't know him. She had a picture and she handed him the picture and he and a couple other family members she gave the picture and he said well I he pointed to me and he says I don't know who she is but I see TV TV well at the time there was no uh, that wasn't even a thought in my mind and the season I was in in my life and I, I wasn't even you know affiliated with WATC at all many years ago and so that was a gift of the word of knowledge that, that God has backed up. Now, I want to tell you as we're, we're closing in our closing moments here that um, just a, a test of a true word of knowledge or wisdom. And for me, there are four I want to give you today. Uh, the first is that it lines up. First and foremost, it lines up whatever that word of knowledge is with the word of God. It is not contrary to the word of God. It doesn't go against the word of God. It doesn't tell you to do something that you wouldn't find biblical, biblical or scriptural. It, it lines up. It agrees with the word of God. And then the second is it agrees with the Holy Spirit. And you feel that in your spirit, that confirmation. Yes, that's a, that's a word from the Lord that he wants me to pursue. He wants me to do. Um, it witnesses with your spirit. You feel that in your spirit, a peace. There's a peace about that. And we pursue peace. We go after peace. And then uh, oftentimes the fourth thing is that it is a word of confirmation to you. It confirms something you already knew that God had spoken to you. And uh, that word of knowledge comes just to, just to minister to you and to bolster you up and make you sure in your steps, yes, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So I hope that's helped you today on the gift of the word of knowledge. And I pray in Jesus' name, Lord, anyone watching today, if they've not received Jesus as their Lord and Savior, I ask, Father, that you would just come into their life in an amazing way. Fill them with the power of the Holy Spirit. And Lord, give them the gift of the word of knowledge. Amen. Well, we love each of you. Thank you for joining us on Always More TV. We'll look forward to being with you next time talking about the gifts of the Spirit.
This program is brought to you by Heritage Christian Fellowship Incorporated and faithful friends like you. Your tax-deductible donation to Heritage Christian Fellowship Incorporated, founded 1974, will be used to support this program. To find out more about how you can be a part of sending the gospel through Always More, contact us at alwaysmoretv.org. Thank you.